welcome to Truck Stop Murder True Crime Podcast. I be a Gary Howard. Hopefully everybody's doing well. I am not too bad. I'm right outside of Kansas City, Missouri right now. But my case comes out of Terre Haute, Indiana when I was there. And it is a crazy one. Just like the last year, last episode I told you where somebody, you know, takes advantage of the elderly. Where this one, he actually worked at the place. But before I start... If you're a return listener, thank you for coming back. If you're a new listener, let me tell you about what I do. I am an over-the-road truck driver I trip for Prime. I release a truck through them. And I tra- travel all 48 states. And during this time, I have to stay at truck stops. Kind of like this is my little small town. And for 10-hour, 30-minute, whatever breaks I need to do, like I am right now. And I will talk about maybe things to do at that truck stop what events going on why would you be traveling through this area also what to eat around there if you're hungry and what some of us prima donnas truck drivers think of this place and boy let me tell you some of these guys are something so without further ado first thing first if you do like this i have like about 80 a consistent about 80 90 not many but you know what that's fine i'm having fun telling the story my wife seems to enjoy it so I got to get back to the mindset, this is for you, Desra, you know, and if get a bunch of listeners, but I would like to have a bunch of listeners, and hopefully one day I can get up there so I don't have to do this. Not that I don't enjoy truck driving, it's just I enjoy being home more, and I like to do this full time. So if you do like me, please help me out and share on social media, share with your friends, tell your friends, to, hey, give this guy a chance. He don't work in a professional studio. You don't have no big collaboration, cooperation, helping them out. It's just me, a broken down computer, a mic, and a small mixing board that I have to set up every time. So I'm actually recording in my truck. My truck is my studio. But yeah, shared and that would be amazing. But yeah, so on to the story. So like I said, it's Terre Haute, Indiana. And why would you be going through Terre Haute, Indiana? You'd be traveling through 70 going through Indiana? But if you are the going through there and you get thirsty, you could check out the Terra Halt Brewing Company. It's put this. I'm gonna give you a little history about it. Go through the years. The breakdowns are like a. It's a, probably a microbrewery. It dates is one of the oldest. Only older one than this place is the Yingling, which I just happen to be drinking right now. Yingling beer. This is the second oldest brewery in the United States. It was established in 1937 by Chancey Warren and Damas Demas Deming Sr. Opened a brewing company that would eventually become Terre Haute Brewing Company, THBC. And there's a whole thing. So I'll, I'll link the website. I can sit here and tell you a whole story. But yeah, the only time they really shut down was during the Prohibition. And they have really have a really cool website with all the pictures that during the Prohibition. They during the era prohibition the brewery company changed its name to Terra Halt CV company under the new name and image they produced a non-alcoholic version of champagne velvet a cereal beverage and their own root beer eventually the restrictions of prohibition forced the brewery to suspend operations in 1928 and assets were sold to Crawford Fairbanks for two I don't know if it says two or four Two, which died in Crawford Fairbanks, who died in 1924. So a bunch of history 
a lot of events happening so what's going on with today today modern new craft brewery is bringing the historic significance among quality local sourced beer back to one of the original facilities as one of the original nine commercial breweries in the u.s and the second oldest operating brewery current brewmeisters incorporated many local ingredients as well as references to the Terre Haute heritage in our beers. We are creating craft beers with the best of today's craftiest breweries as well as classic styles true to their roots. And I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks pretty big. I, I mean, I really do want to go with, go check this place out. I think it has a restaurant too. I couldn't look up. But anyhow, but they do have a lot of beer. And I am excited to check this out one day if I can. So where was I staying at while I was there? What truck stop? Let me tell you each one. I was at the 1-9 Travel Center. So it's right there off of I-70, exit 46, exit 11. So I-70 is right before, right on the Illinois-Indiana border. It has a 2.3.4 reviews out of 326 reviews. So, pretty popular. Right now, I'm 383 miles away from it, if you care. It's a small truck stop. It's 50 free spots and 14 pay spots, you know, that you have to pay 15. Now, it's a 1-9 travel spot, but it actually is a pilot that you go to. So, if you want to go there, you reserve a spot. But if you get there late, like I've learned a lot of pilots, maybe this place might be a little different. But a lot of pilots I went to where I reserve spots. If you get there late, because some truck drivers, they don't care. If it's an open spot, they'll park there. But if it gets late, the employees will not go out there and run them off. So now you just paid for a spot, and all they do is tell you, I give you a refund. Now you down to no hours and got to find a place to park. But yeah, 5314 has five showers, Wi-Fi scales, overnight, typical truck stop stuff. The physical address is 55. 55 East Margaret Avenue, Terre Haute, Indiana, which is also the city I forgot to mention on things to do. If you were back, I forgot what year it was, where Timothy McVeigh was executed here in the federal prison. So yeah, right now fuel is 3.95, and as of an hour ago, my time is 6:04 Central Time, so there's 7:04. This says there's some spots. I'm not believing it. No. 50 spots right there by Terre Haute with a busy traffic I-70. I seriously doubt there's some spots. But I come across a lot of truck drivers that like to pull bullshit and market. It'll be I've been to a couple of truck stops that said many spots, and it'll be overflowing with trucks. But yeah, so according to Trucker's Path, there's a few some spots left. So what are you going to eat there if you're traveling through? You just went to a brewery or you're getting ready to go to a brewery hope you're not going to a brewery and driving here drunk unless you unless you have a designated driver but yeah you have a subway nearby that's pretty or and all the food they have at pilots and stuff like that like the hot dogs hamburgers fast food different things like that and subway that's it i couldn't find nothing else there's the mcdonald's actually there's a mcdonald's on Trucker's Path, where it says 787 feet away. Mujer, I think it's a restaurant, M-E-I-J-E. I'm probably saying that wrong. It looks like it's a Spanish name, but it's not. Then a Burger King. These are all a 1,000 feet away. 
so I don't know what thousand feet away according to what's that quarter mile thousand feet whatever Arby's at 1980 feet Taco Bell at 2173 feet and that's it there's a Walmart right there at 2515 feet this is how truckers path actually does it in feet for some reason I don't know why but yeah reviews let's see what people think about this one dude had a lot to say about this and I'll keep that save that to the end but yeah one place says nice place one star though from your mama okay one star nice place whatever anonymous user says is very rude their management at night now I'm gonna read this as it's on here so if I sound like an idiot which I normally do anyhow but if I sound more of the idiot buffoon that I normally am then it's because I'm reading it the way they're written you know one star review good place I need here's a guy that says parking shower service and food five star two months ago another five star review 2250 good bit of reserve left I'd say 10 or so just giving people updates let's try to find some mid rates here you go three star review smaller place but these are store and stock items inside pay parking is seventeen dollars corn truckers path that says fifteen dollars but I think maybe smaller parking area but laid out decent you need the one nine app it's not on the flying J app well I guess I'm wrong maybe you could go in and so if you do have the flying J pilot reserve I think you could use that to reserve but you have to go to the one nine app so two-star review shower pressure is okay however the toilet in here is clogged so where's this three-star review no beer and you're not going to find beer in Indiana Indiana is one of them states that's weird because even if you do find beer at these truck stops it's going to be warm if you want cold beer you must go to a liquor store or you could buy the warm beer and even then there's very few truck stops or stores in Indiana that has beer but if they do have it it's going to be warm now let's go back to the guy who has a lot to say about this place As a matter of fact I'm gonna post it I don't normally post pictures of right here but I'm thinking I'm gonna post this picture of a pubic hair on the toilet seat so get ready let's get let's first it's a three-star view from who is this guy flatlined let's get parking out of the way because that's what a lot of people want to know if it's later at night it's most likely fill if somebody's marking this place as many when it was 2000 8 p.m. if you don't know Miller time they are lying that's not to say you won't find one if you get lucky I did but it's not one of those places that has lots of parking late it's not a it's got not got a ton of parking but it's not bad most of the spots are easy to get into also it baffles me that people in these comments don't understand how reserve parking works listen just because there are spaces open on the property doesn't mean they haven't been purchased click the app also check the app also you don't need the nine app to reserve spots as someone else said well I guess that person's wrong I'm telling I don't know I guess just go to if you're a truck driver and you're listening to this just check out the pilot app and you should be using the pilot app anyhow because you could every time you feel you get a bunch of points I've got a lot of points using that as rewards so now second paragraph now the real reason 
I docked this place was a shower. My supposedly clean shower had pubic hair on the toilet, toilet hair on some parts of the shower wall, and on the wall. I don't know. I guess he fuckers just slinging it all over the place. I guess while he's y yanking or tugging, and mold on the ceiling. The water pressure was terrible, but at least it was hot enough to give you burns. Speaking of burns, every time the toilet flushes anywhere in the building, you'll hear it and you'll feel water pressure reduced. Now he didn't say nothing about the insulation on these walls is pretty thin if you can hear every single toilet flushing so th that's your cue to get out of the water because if you don't you're going to get burnt they also were cleaning right outside my shower which made me extremely uncomfortable because i've had someone get a code to the shower and walk in before the privacy latch failed and the door swung open while i was jerking no he didn't say that luckily i was decent but it still was enough to make me nervous when I hear people right outside the door. The truth be saying he don't want to be caught tugging. Maybe. The store was typically for a pilot affiliate. The subway is in 24 hours, which I really don't care about because I don't expect places to be open late anymore past 2020. The people seem nice, though. Their interactions with others, but I didn't actually interact with them. Well, maybe he just conceded. But there you go. While you're there getting drunk at the brewery, coming here traveling, and check out the pilot or 19 Travel Center. So, what kind of crime did I find here in Terre Haute? Well, actually, north of Terre Haute in Clinton. And I'm going to tell you right now prepare, it's a freaking monster. Worse than the guy that I did at the, the senior citizen home. Because this guy just, well, enough said. Let's talk about him. We are talking about somebody who you should be, you know, just should be taking care of you. You put your trust in your parents, your kid, everybody in. We're talking about a nurse in the medical field. You don't ever think about that when you go to the hospital or anything like that, that something might wrong happen to you that's not even diagnosed. You'd be going there for one thing and end up dying from another thing altogether. But we're talking about killer nurse Orville Lynn Majors from Vermilion County Hospital. Orville and Majors from Linton, Indiana, was a licensed practical, practical PR, a what can I speak? Like I told you, practical nurse and definitely made practical nurse and serial killer who was convicted of murdering his patients in Clinton, Indiana. Though he was only tried for six murders, he was believed to have committed as many as 130. I'll get some numbers later. Between 1993 and 1995. The period of time which he was employed by the hospital where the death or deaths occurred and for which he was investigated, it was reported that he murdered patients, listeners, who were demanding whining disprofer disproportionately at, and or added to his work. Disproportionately added to his work. So, let's just talk about this guy, this Lynn Majors. I've, I looked a little bit, but I couldn't find nothing about his past life, but Bezos was born in Linton, Indiana, in 1961. He took care of his early grandmother as a teen, you know, so he was used to taking elderly care of elderly people. And that experience led him to go into nursing. He graduated from Nashville Memorial School of Practical Nursing in 1989 and took a job at the Memorial County Hospital in Clinton. But north, that's right, right north of Terre Haute, like I said. But he found a higher paying job in Tennessee where he briefly took a higher paid job in Tennessee. 
after 93, he actually returned back to where he was at. And people said he was a little bit different than more irritable. But, yeah, Majors was one of the most, at the time, the most popular nurses before he left at the VA, especially among the early patients. He received glowing reviews. But then he went to Tennessee for a while and came back, and a lot of people suspected that he was on meth. But, yeah, however, suspicion developed that the death rate at the VCH jumped significantly after Majors had returned to Indiana. The year before his return, VH had added, listen to these numbers, had an average of around 26 patients died annually, that's yearly, at the 56-bed ICU hospital, four-bed intensive care unit. After Majors started working at the facility, however, the rates skyrocketed to 100 per year. In some cases, they said every 23 hours while Majors was you know, on shift, a patient was dying every single day with nearly one of every three patients admitted to the hospital dying. Also, the circumstance of death attracted skepticism. skepticism. Even though most of them were elderly, some died from an erratic heartbeat after respiratory arrest, the reverse of the normal pattern. Others died from conditions that they had not have been there for. They admitted to take this retaken. Others died from conditions that they had not had when they were admitted to, admitted or took a sharp downturn through the, though the otherwise been healthy. So they were healthy when they came here, diagnosed with something else, but then ended up dying from this. Meanwhile, patients began coding at an alarming rate. Eventually, majors, co-workers began noticing a you know pattern between the the spikes in death about when he was a lot of people used to joke around about it i wonder who's going to die now when he was on duty and joked about when the next patient would die however in 1996 nurse and supervisor don stark Sterick was concerned enough to check the time cards to see who was on duty during the deaths she discovered that majors was on duty for 130 of the 147 deaths between 93 and 1995 Alarm, she alerted hospital officials. She called in the Indiana State Police Majors, was suspended pending investigation. The Indiana State Nursing Board suspended Majors' license for five years after it had determined that he had exceeded his authority by giving emergency drugs and by working in the ICU without a doctor and a VCH and the VCH fired him. Which I don't understand why it took all that because there have been a lot of stories while he was, they came into one patient's room, and he was just sitting there, and they asked him, what are you doing? He, he said, I'm waiting for her to die. Got up, they got left, and before you know, there's a cold blue. And then another case, a patient had mentioned that while they were in there, that he went up to her, gave her a shot. By the way, he carried around like a fanny pack that was always filled with syringes, you know. So he either inject himself with methamphetamines or with the patients because that's what he did. Like this one patient, he walked in there, and without the IV and all like that, he injected her with something and kissed her on the forehead and says, well, all right, going to be pumpkin. It's going to be all over with soon, pumpkin. So investigators that determined when Majors was on duty, there was an average of death of every 23 hours, like I said, or almost one death every day, a pattern that held whether he worked on weekends or weekdays. So whenever he was there, people was dying. 
when he was off duty, death rate dropped to one every 23 days. So one every 23 hours to one every 23 days. He also determined that the patient at VCH was 40 times more likely to die when Majors was on duty than not. Majors dominantly denied wrongdoing while running a pet store in his hometown of Linton. He hired a lawyer and made the rounds of talk shows to proclaim his innocence, which I'll tell you something. Prosecutors and the state police was hamstrung at first. They also believed from the beginning that Majors was a killer but could not prove how he killed. However, after Majors began his public relations offense, which probably would hurt him in the long run if he would just stay private and kept to himself, he probably they wouldn't even really, but thinking maybe I'm wrong, you really look into it. But yes, seven relatives of patients, once they start seeing all this, Dr. Phil and all that show, who had died at the VCH, called the state police to report suspicious behavior of majors part before they, part before their loved one's death. They recalled that their loved ones coded or died within minutes of majors, giving them injections in some cases before he had left the room. The state police medical team noticed several patients' heart patterns widening around the time that Majors was on duty. They called in a, a, a specialist, Eric N. Piktowski, P-R-Y-S-T-O-W-S-K-Y, Prestowski, to look at the EKGs. He suspected that there were only three explanations for these patterns, a potassium overdose, a sudden heart attack, or a large clot in the lungs. With that in mind, September 1995, state officials began exhuming 15 patients. By the, by the way, while this was all going on, he was suspended, but he was still getting paid. It wouldn't be later on until they really want to file charges of that they suspended the pay as well. But yeah, 15 patients who had been witnessed getting injections and had widening heart patterns around the time that they died. None of the bodies had signs of a heart attack or clotting in the lung which proved that they had been murdered after a former roommate recalled seeing potassium chloride and epinephrine vials in his in their house in his house police of course police obtained a search warrant and discovered numerous vials that could be traced back to the hospital so yep so he had it there and he's not supposed to have all this stuff by the way for you know just a nurse matter of fact all this stuff is controlled substance that should stay in the hospital so, after a two-year investigation, Majors was arrested in December 1997 and charged with seven murders. Investigators believe he killed, like I said, 100 to 130 people. However, prosecutors choose to focus on only seven to avoid overwhelming the jury. But I guess also they could probably come back to that. I've heard cases where there'd be a lot of murders, but they only charge him with some because if he gets away with it, I don't know if it's legal or not, you know, constitutional, so if they believe 100 deaths, they'll charge them on the five. And if, because there's no sexual limitation on murder, they can always come back. If you give it all at once and it gets acquitted, well, that's it. You lost your chance for future, you know, convictions. But, yeah, however, the prosecutors choose to forget overwhelming. A total of 79 witnesses were called to stand to, at his trial in 1999. Some of the witnesses testified that he hated elderly people here you go he hated elderly people and that he believed that they all should be gassed and so he had just a hatred for him for some reason thought they were 
a waste of space on Earth and should be taken out. So just a fucking monster. I know the guy last week, I don't think he, of course, that was probably the first time he ever went there. But once he, he could have stopped anytime. He didn't have to do what he did. My GPS is about to talk to me. No. But, yeah, but this guy really had a hatred against him and just the angel of death. That's going to be the name of my title, angel of death, and in his name. Majors was convicted with the overwhelming evidence against him. Of course, he said he didn't do nothing. Majors was convicted on October 17th for six murders. The jury deadlocked on a seventh because the victim had no long, had taken longer to die than others. So they didn't know if it was because of him or what. He was sentenced to six consecutive terms of 60 years. So he's never getting out. The maximum possible penny, maximum possible penalty under NEL law at the time. Which I'm gonna try to slow down. My wife chews me out all the time. Why are you talking so fast? You know, you don't have a time limit. Talk slow, read your notes, pay attention. Nobody gonna understand you if you're talking 5,000 miles an hour. And tell my daughter this all the time when she talks to me, Danny. I'm like, why are you talking? But then she goes, of course, she says, I'm taking after you, Dad. Well, that's when I shut up. Yeah, possible penalty. That's it. The maximum possible penalty under any law at the time, which virtually assured that he would die in prison. The presiding judge, Ernest Yelton, describing Major's crime as a diabolical act and parallel of evil at the most wicked, which I'll agree with him. He concluded that the maximum sense is the minimum sense he could give him. So, yeah, that is true. Because, like I said, all these people, when you go to a hospital or a doctor, you trust them. If they come and give you a shot, you, they, they're a doctor. They know what they're doing. You don't ever think there's any kind of nefarious acts going on. You trust them, you know. But, yeah, aftermath, VH, the VCH was renamed West Central Community Hospital after it was ousted. Majors was, after it was ousted, about the whole thing, which was many lawsuits happened. Was served. They were served with wrongful death suits by the families of 80 patients who had died at Major's hands. Most of them settled the suits and were compensated by a state patient's fund. So the hospital didn't pay nothing. It was the state, the taxpayers, who paid because of that. So the hospital was fined 80000 for neglect and code violations and was briefly forced to shut down for losing its accreditation by 2009. It had been taken over by Union Hospital, based in Terre Haute, and renamed Union Hospital, Clinton. Majors appealed to Indiana court, which led to the verdict stand in 2002. Fuck off. He served a sentence to Indiana State Prison in Michigan City, where, listen to this. Now, keep in mind, potassium side, he really hit the heart, tried to, you know, potassium, you know, which I just found out that you can eat too many bananas because your body has like a like a, a comfortable level for that. But if you get too much, it'll actually affect your heart. But yep, where he died of heart failure on September 24, 2017, while he was arguing. This is what I think was hilarious for him. While he was, let me read out again. He served his sentence at Indiana State Prison in Michigan City where he died of heart failure on September 24, 2007, while he was arguing with correctional officer, Officer R. Houston. So he was, I could picture the whole scene. He was just bitching about probably some fucking stupid and just fall over dead from a heart failure. Same thing all his patients died from. 
But yeah, like I said, he'd been on a few TV shows right after that happened. He started going on all these TV shows, shows, shows to say how innocent he was. And some of the patient's family members start seeing that. They're like, wait a second, is that so? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about these people, how my loved one died, how granny died or papa died or whatever. The story of the police television shows, the story of the police investigation and the prosecution majors was featured in a segment on the episode of New Detectives, Broken Trust, Season 9, Episode 11. The story was also covered on an episode of Auctions, License to Kill, Lethal Injection. Majors was also discussed at length in the infamous in infamous murders episode Angel of Death, and I believe he was also on the Dollar Doctor Phil show. So yeah, so next time you go to the hospital, and you better be leery about who you. I guess it's kind of sad because people like this really screw it up for everybody because it only takes one bad apple to rotten the you know ruin the whole bundle bushel barrel whatever you want to call it. But yeah, Orville Lynn Majors. Yep, the angel of death of Indiana. So, there you have it. Hopefully, you, you, I hope I'm not saying you enjoyed what happened, but you enjoyed me telling the story. And like I said at the beginning, I do try to make this full time, so I'm hoping, and it'll get better if I have more time to do this. That's the thing about being a truck driver. I I drive 14 hours a day. Well, I don't actually drive the whole 14 hours. I only mean allowed to drive 11, but that was with brakes and all that stuff. So usually 14 hours shift a day. So it's really hard to research everything. By the way, the episode here came off of an app called Infamous America that I found, which gives you a Wikipedia. Infamous America, unlike Crime Doors, will give you a Wikipedia page. So a lot of stuff that I read is from Wikipedia. But I, as I'm driving, I listen to videos, podcasts, and stuff like that. So you go to Infamous America app, download it, and it shows the map of America. And you can just see what happens around you, along with Crime Doors. Those are two apps I like to use to see what happened around my location. You might like it too as well. Like I said, Infamous America and Crime Doors. Crime Doors has a 3D feature where you can actually go to the site that'll take you to the site of the murder or crime or where the body was from, and you can walk around it like in a virtual 3D world. But there you go. And like I said, if you like it, I repeat myself, ain't I? That's what I'm going to tell me. <laughs> but yeah, if you like it, please share. Also, Join my social media groups on most of them are Trucks Not Murder and True Crime. You can Google that. You'll find me. There's an ad Facebook, Instagram. But on Twitter, it's Truck Murder. You can email me at trucks.murder at gmail.com. And I still plan on doing the Missing and Unsolved because for some reason, I just don't think that fits on Truck Stop Murder. Because a lot of times, the Missing and, you know, unless it's Unsolved, then they found the body. And yeah, there might be murder. But like with the missing people, I don't know if I want to do a missing because they, they're not dead. You know, just like recently, a few people showed up where people thought they were dead and they were just missing. So I'm thinking about making another podcast about that. But until then, enjoy. And I'm going to go back to the murder, you know, the execution. I'm just trying to focus on this right now. And like I said in the past episode, August 25th to August 27th, the True Crime and True Crime and Paranormal podcast will be in Austin, Texas, which I will be there. I'm working very vigilantly on my show which is trucks you know trafficking you know truckers against trafficking or human trafficking which i'm going to do a panel on that i'm going to try to make it i'm going to make it open discussion so everybody can get involved i will also be trying to it depends on if i can or not i have to have to see the setup 
I'm going to try to live stream that on my Facebook group. So I'll let everybody, if you join my group, you'll get updates on that. Also, Patreon, you can help me out on that. Also, PayPal, truckstopmurder and Gmail, you can do that, help me out. But until then, the biggest way you can help me out is just sharing it. Let's build this up. I have a job, so it's not I'm not doing this for money. It's more of a hobby, and I like to do some for my wife. So just share it. Let's build this up. I appreciate you. And like I always say, you can't fix stupid, but you can sure numb it with a 2x4. I am out of here. Uh-huh.